السلام علیکم و رحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ وی آر کانسٹنٹلی ان دا پریزنس ایولوژن اٹ سراؤنڈس آر ایکسٹرنل بینگ ایوری ویئر وی لک ایوری تھنگ وی سی از We live in a world that is illusion, and we must make our way through this world in illusion, of illusion. And we have to figure out a way for ourselves to be able to deal with that external, temporary, illusory world. Now, it's said that one of the things that you need to do is to move internally, to escape from illusion. The problem is that your mind can be as full of illusion as the external world. So you escape from external illusion and you go into internal illusion. Everything that you see on the outside is a lie and then often everything that you see on the inside is a lie so we're caught in a difficult situation we're surrounded by illusion inside and outside what do we do how do we escape How can we get into reality? How can we begin to touch Hak? How can we begin to know what's real? Well, to begin with, you have to be grounded in what's right and what's wrong. And this is the place of religion. The Shariat keeps you within a moral base that protects you from doing vile things to yourself. So when you don't know what to do yet, when you haven't reached a true conscience yet, you have to be controlled by the law. Okay, so let's assume that we're all controlled by the law, and let's assume that we all live within the law. So how do we escape this darkness of illusion that surrounds us and has us all as its prisoners? Well, you have to be rid of the things that are attached to this illusion. And you have to be willing to make the sacrifices to surrender the things that are attached to this illusion. People sometimes think that God expects more from some than from others. People sometimes think that the burden that they carry 
is greater than the burden that other ca- that that others carry. But Allah expects the same thing from everybody. He expects the same thing from the beggar that he expects from the king. He expects everything. Now, you may think that the beggar doesn't have a lot to give up because he's only got two cents. And the king has an entire kingdom that he has to give up. But that's only the external part of illusion. You don't think the beggar has dreams? You don't think the beggar has ideas? You don't think the beggar has illusions that he clings to, that this should be his life? He has to give those up too. Just like the king, whatever he has, thinks he needs to be greater. Not only is he going to have this kingdom, he's going to have the next kingdom. So he's got to deal with the externality of his illusion, and then the internality of his illusion. It doesn't stop. And it doesn't go away. So where is there a place where there's peace? Where is there a place where you can escape from the inside and from the outside? Well, some people go to monasteries. They really find that it's impossible for them to live within the world and act within the world and be able to release themselves from all of the magnetisms and hypnotisms that the world attaches to them. But we have a different path. Our path is to live within the world, to live within the illusory nature of existence without running away and at the same time being separate from it. Believe in God. Make believe you believe in the world but don't believe in it. It makes for walking through a world where you are a stranger. And you will always be a stranger because everybody is caught within this tumultuous, chaotic illusion thinking and believing that they're making strives and they're getting somewhere and you know that it isn't relevant. Now, the question really is, to what extent do we know that it isn't relevant. To what extent do we believe that it isn't relevant? To what extent are we internally giving up our attachment to our dreams and our hopes and our ideas? Because all of our dreams and all of our hopes and all of our ideas are illusion. All of our opinions are illusion. Everything we think we know is an illusion. And as we get to know a little bit more, we begin to find out that everything we knew before was wrong. So we're constantly in a state of going from not knowing 
to not knowing a little bit less and to be able to give up more. How can one who is in illusion know what it's like to be outside of illusion? Our ideas are made up of illusion. Our ideas are made up of our thoughts and our internal dreams that have no basis in reality. Until we're taught reality, we live a life outside of reality. And then when we're, when we begin to be taught about reality, we have this entire backlog of things we've become emotionally attached to, traumatically attached to, in love with, that has made up our life up to this point. And to give it up becomes very difficult. Why? Because we don't know another life yet. We don't know another way yet. We don't know another idea yet. We only know what we have. And now we're being told everything we have is false. Start over. Surrender all of it. Surrender your ideas. Surrender your entire life. So it becomes a quest that becomes difficult for us because, one, man has difficulty admitting that he doesn't know. And if arrogance gets in in any way, then everything stops because arrogance says, well, you know, <laughs> and you don't know. And arrogance will continually tell you, you know. I know a number of people who sound great, who can make wonderful statements about many, many things, who sound as if they have authority, but they don't. All they have is their arrogance. And their arrogance convinces people that they have some sort of knowledge. Well, there is no knowledge in arrogance. And you have to come to a place where knowledge no longer matters. Because in truth, in reality... Everything is already known. There's no need for additional knowledge. Everything is there. So all that you've accumulated prior to truth is without relevance. Because truth overcomes everything else because it is without the falsehood that you've brought to it. So until we can give up the falsehood, and surrender to truth, we are in a constant state of mistaken being, where we don't know what to do or how to do it. And Islam is surrender. Surrender to what? The 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 doctrine the, the ones who are involved in doctrine will tell you it's the surrender to the shariat but it's not the surrender to the shariat it's the surrender of everything 
that we know, including the Shariat. Everything has to go. Everything we know has to go. Everything we've thought has to go. And we have to come to that place where the only thing that is known is Allah. Bawa told us often, only Allah can pray to Allah. Well, what does that mean? That means that illusion doesn't touch Allah. And that if we have any illusion, we're not in true prayer. So true prayer only exists when not only have we surrendered everything we know, we've surrendered every opinion, we've surrendered every idea, we've surrendered everything. We're an empty vessel. And then the truth can come into that vessel. And that's not an easy state for man to go to. Uh, somebody, a Christian called St. John of the Cross, uh, wrote about, about the dark night of the soul. And the dark night of the soul is going through the various stages of surrender. And constantly understanding that you haven't gotten there. And constantly understanding that your ideas have no meaning. And constantly understanding that you haven't given up enough. So, what is it that we can hold on to and know that there's truth in it? What is it that we can hold on to and use it as our oars to take us through this ocean of illusion to get to the point where where we find real peace? Well, the beginning is love. If we can attach ourselves to love, then we can begin to move forward. But unfortunately, most people truly don't understand the concept of love. If love involves anything for the self, if love is given for any reason for the self, It's not the kind of love that we need that can take us through this ocean of illusion. It's the kind of love that takes us back to the shore (laughs) where we're trying to get away from. So we have to learn to love for Allah alone. And we have to learn how to love as Allah loves. Allah gives without expecting anything else. And we have to learn how to love that giver. He has to become the beloved in our existence. And we have to surrender to that love that he gives with whatever it is that we have. And as we empty, and as we continue to empty, then we become filled with his love. But we have to make the room for that. And we have to earn that. And how do we earn that? By getting smaller and smaller and smaller. By disappearing from this, from the need to impact things. From disappearing from the need to make things happen. 
from disappearing from the need to have influence over things, to finally begin to understand that only God exists, and only his influence is real, and only his way is truth, and that anything that comes from us is an illusion and needs to be dissipated, needs to be given up, needs to leave us. And this struggle is the struggle of our life. And we will constantly understand every time we see a bit of the truth that what we've known before is wrong. And we have to be able to accept that. We have to be able to accept to be constantly out of step with the truth until we come, inshallah, in step with the truth. Only God can know God. Only God can know truth. Only truth can know God. Only the purest can be acceptable into that realm. And that realm is not attached to the world that we come from. We're not made for this world. We're made to go through this world. And when we begin to believe that we're made for this world alone, we've lost our way. And we've lost the truth. And we come bound by the nature of of the world and we become depressed and we become anxious and we have difficulties trying to make things happen in the world the way we want them to happen there has to come a point where whatever happens in the world is not something we react to the story of Job in the Bible is the story of that it starts out he's the richest man in the area where he lives and then within moments everything he has is lost and then he becomes terribly ill and maggots begin to grow on his body and people come to him and said what's happened you talk about your God your God's abandoned you and he said my God has not abandoned me my God will never abandon me And if a maggot fell from him, he picked it up and put it back on himself. He understood the nature of his existence. And he understood the tribulation that this life is. And don't think anybody else's tribulation is greater than yours. Or less than yours. All our tribulations are the same. We are all given this time period in order to find our way to the truth. We're all given a limit to our existence. We're all given the fear of death. We're all given the difficulty of life. We're all given all of these things, no matter what our rank is in this world. Allah's justice is equal for all. And we must adjust to
to that justice. We have to develop an attitude that surrenders and accepts. Some people think surrendering is easier than accepting. Some people think accepting is easier than surrendering. They're both difficult. We have to take what's put on our plate and live with it and be satisfied and be able to praise Allah and be able to be content and be able to be peaceful while everything inside of us that has come from our upbringing tells us we have to change this. Something's wrong here. There must be a way we can alter it. Well, Allah loves effort. And we should do what we can to make our way through the world. But whatever happens, happens. And God's will is God's will. And we can't fight Allah's will. What we can fight is our opinions and our upbringing and all of our ideas. And begin to understand that the only truth is in Allah's qualities. Surrender to them, become at one with them, and learn not to be thrown into the chaos of trying to fight with the illusory nature of things. We can work with it, but if it becomes our main goal, and if it becomes where we put all of our effort, we become lost. So we need to learn this incredible balance of staying away and slowly, slowly giving up everything that we know. Fana means the end of things. To die before death means the end of things. We have to somehow come to the end of things while we're here. We have to understand the end of things now. And we have to be able to accept that as what we are given. And at the same time, this has to be done without sadness, but in the joy of the love of the truth and If we stay in sadness while accepting these things, we haven't accepted them. If we stay sad while we accept these things, we don't understand them. What we need is to be able to find the joy in this death to the world. We have to be able to find the joy in this surrender. And when that's found, there's a true transformation in being. And the reason... For the sheikh in our lives is to show us what it's like when that happens. I uh, was once visited by uh, the sheikh at my home when I was living at the shore. And I had planned an entire uh, itinerary for the day. And I told him where we were going to go and what we were going to do and all the ideas I had. And he looked at me and he said, I really don't have any interest in these things. And he said, but for the children, we'll do it anyway. And that's what we have to understand. We're here, 
But we don't really have an interest in these things. Our interest lies in our devotion to our Lord and our love for our Lord and the connection between the lover and the beloved. And when we can go to that space, that's when we begin to go in the right direction. May it be so for each of us. May it be easy for each of us. May Allah open those doors for each of us to understand that. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil alamin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.